bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. Hey, you be come on, like bro. A fruit basket. Spit a couple raps, I get a check at Johnny Cash. Should I smash it? I'll let you mom. Remember, guys, don't take us too seriously. We're just some bros being dudes talking sports. Presented by the Wolfpack Productions and the presenting sponsor, the Townsend Bar and Grill, your one stop shop for great food, great prices, and great times all the time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest edition of Bros Being Dudes Talking Sports. As always, we got a jam packed show for you guys this week. This might be the best sporting week. In, in recent memory, okay? You got the Masters about halfway through the show. Uh, I got a Masters preview coming up with myself and Big Daddy Pat. Uh, I'm going to go up to Townsend. Uh, we're going to record our college football show, Leather Weather. Uh, and then me and Pat are going to do a little Masters breakdown. So that'll be in this show. Uh, we got, as always, we got our Bravada Challenge with Lock It Up. Uh, recurring segment fuck that guy uh and then we got all kinds of sports news to get after in uh in the nhl nba but let's start as always with the mlb so a couple couple free agency news we need to talk about um dj lemayhew declines his qualifying offer with the yankees no surprise honestly no surprise there i saw it coming uh he's worth a lot more than his qualifying offer was i think his qualifying was 15.5 he's probably going to get close to 30 mil a year and honestly give him a blank check if we allow him to leave in free agency i may consider not being a yankees fan that's not even a joke like, they, they can't died. let him go He's way too important to him. He's way too important. DJ, there are three things that are a guarantee in life. Death, taxes, DJ LeMahieu with runners in scoring position. Like, you have to bring him back. Have to bring him back. Seriously, blank check. Um, another kind of in the same – in the same realm, it's funny. All of all of the news I have in the MLB this week is either the Yankees or their biggest rivals. So, speaking of the rivals, Alex Cora, he is back with the Red Sox. Uh, he is going to be the manager of the Red Sox once again. It's not a surprise, but it is kind of annoying that you know he got this punishment for uh, the his involvement in the sign stealing scandal, and then all of a sudden it's like now he's back. So it was just essentially a big slap on the wrist. He got to take a year vacation, and now poof, magically back. So that's that's ridiculous. I thought that was pretty shocking. I did not expect him to go for him immediately again. It makes sense because that's something that the scumbag Red Sox would do. So <laughs> I, I'm not too surprised, but it is kind of ridiculous. Like I don't I don't understand how how can Manfred let that happen? Like it just comes to show that he's just a shitty commissioner. It is period. Yeah. That's it. He's just a bad commissioner. Yeah. I hate that guy. I really hate Rob Manfred. Uh and then mm -hmm. another guy that I hate, uh anyone associated with the Mets. But you look, you got Marcus Stroman accepts the Mets qualifying offer at $18.9 million this year. Um, so he, he'll be back. Um, honestly, as much as I hate the Mets, I kind of like the direction that they're going. You know, you got Steve Cohen bring him in as the owner. He's going to be looking to spend because as much as he loves money, he loves winning more. So I look for them to kind of make a big splash uh, uh, in free agency. And, and moving forward, I think they're going to – maybe not be the most competitive, but they're definitely going to get back on the right track. I thought they had a good squad last year, but they just couldn't get it going for some reason. Their well, pitching staff is obviously amazing. 
Well, they just fell apart. Like, they had a win streak at one point. I think they won, like, 13 straight games or something, and then they just fell apart after that. Because at one point in the season, they were in playoff position. Like, there was a point in the season where the Mets were in the playoff race and the Yankees weren't when we were dealing with all of our injuries. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be obnoxious. But I don't know. We'll see what happens moving forward. Um. Let's kind of take it over uh, just real quick uh, in the NHL. Really, the only breaking news we have there is uh, Gary Bettman today said that he's considering temporary realignment. So basically, it's going to look like uh, I don't even – basically like the MLB was this year where you're not traveling across the country. It'll still be NL – or uh, it was still NL and AL, but you didn't play anyone – out west, and that's what they're thinking of doing in the NHL. Except they're already in the East and West, so now they'll just cancel the intra division game. So I don't really hate that. Um, it kind of, I, I guess, it makes sense just with all the restrictions and everything. And if it's only for one season, I don't mind it. But it does suck because you get you lose some of those classic matchups, like the Oilers and Pittsburgh is usually good. I uh, usually love watching the Caps and the and the Sharks play. Uh, so I. It does suck as a fan, but given the circumstance, it makes sense. So um, well, let's move on with that. And now let's open it up. GTD, welcome to the show, finally. Um, Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. The one thing – well, there's a couple of things that we really need to talk about. But the one thing that's, like, glaring is it came out today that Russell Westbrook has been the topic of discussion of a few trades, um, notably to New York, uh, to the Clippers, and to the Lakers. So that's kind of interesting uh, to look at as a Knicks fan and as someone who loves Russ. Like, Russ is one of my favorite players in the league. I wouldn't mind him in New York, but GTD is the resident NBA guy. What what do you have on this one? Well, there's – first question is, do you know how much it would take for me to trade Russ? Uh, I don't think that you like Russ that much, so probably not a lot. Well, you hit the nail on the head, bub, because a good Philly cheesesteak would probably do it. <laughs> um I, I don't like Russ. I really don't. Of course, he's a talented ball player. I'm – you know, I'm a – Pike County boys sitting here that's biggest success in life, you know, athletically was winning a freaking 2A region championship. Who, who cares about that? So, Shouts out uh, to the 2014 and, Shelby Valley Wildcats. And Russell Westbrook's here making millions They're laughing about it. So, but no, I personally do not like Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Um, could you could you imagine Russell Westbrook just sitting in his house here like that 2014 Shelby Valley squad? What a bunch of cucks! Like, that's, yeah. that's Man, I wish I was Donovan Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Old down there at Smelly Valley. Man, I'm jealous of that guy. I, I couldn't imagine how many professional athletes actually wake up on a daily basis and think that exact same thing. Yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I just. You said that uh, the Clippers, I know the Clippers was one of the teams that I seen come across as a big headline for potential trade partner for him. And I just don't see that being a very good fit, to be honest with you. I, I think, uh, I don't think adding another selfish ball player fits the fits what the Clippers really need. I think, well, I think that what would happen there is it would be a one-for-one -one swap, uh, Russ for 
uh, playoff George. Paul. Yeah, Russ for playoff Paul. Or <sighs> playoff I don't think they're even close to the same. That's a smack in the face. Dude, Russell Westbrook is still a fringe top five player in the league. He can get you a triple-double any night if you wanted to. He took a back seat to Russ just because it was Russ's team before he got there. Make no mistake about it. I think Russ is better than James Harden. Like, I don't think this is very close. I don't think you'll find I hate James Harden. I agree with that. I hate James Harden. The only thing that James Harden can do is score. The only thing he can do is score. Russ is better defender. But but he scores at a clip that's better than most anybody. I mean, 35 points a game. That's great. How many assists does he have? Because Russ is an offensive producer. He gets most of his points by driving – or most of his assists by driving and dishing out and getting people open shots. Does James Harden do that? No. He drives to the basket and flops and gets freaking freak throws. Like, I don't like James Harden, I'll be honest, but – I am I am very biased towards Russ. I, I think the fact of the matter with Russ is I think he needs to be in a place by himself like he was with yes. the Thunder. I think that's what he needs. He does not play well with other superstars, I don't think, especially with a ball-dominant guy like James Harden. Like, I don't know. I just think he should try to join a team and then get some some pieces around him. Maybe he's a bunch of shooters or something. I can't think of a team that would be a good fit. But I just don't think he would fit in well with one of, those, one of the uh, teams with a bunch of superstars. Bring him to to New York, baby. Him and R.J. Barrett, Taj Gibson. That's a match made in heaven. We'll get to six seed in the East. That's perfect. That's all well, I want. Just give me some hope. Let me go on a limb here and just say this might be my most hated segment we've ever had on uh, this podcast. Uh, we're talking about two of my most hated pro athletes <laughs> in a sport that's literally not even in season now. What are we doing? <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> it should be in season. Actually, we're in. We're almost to Thanksgiving. Basketball should be in full swing right now. Draft is next week. Yeah, that's crazy. I I honestly couldn't tell you outside of the top three, outside of Ball, Edwards, and Tobin, I could not tell you a single player in this draft. Yeah, wish you'd have been on the pod wow. here a couple of days ago, uh, Cheek. I don't think I know one player in this draft. <laughs> I only knew Edwards and Tobin from the pod. I knew Tobin. It's not, a great, it's not a great draft. I didn't think that he would get drafted. Like, yeah, he won player of the year, but that's great. So did freaking, what's his name from uh, Gonzaga? What was it? Um, Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison, yeah. That, that, he's dude, a that, top three pick, too, but he was a bust. Uh, you think? A Gonzaga <laughs> guy in the league? I, that's not a shocker. I mean, that's just that's like common sense stuff right there. Uh, let's move on. Let's get into our first recurring segment today. It is time for my favorite recurring segment. Fuck that guy. That guy can suck my dick and lick my balls. Fuck that guy. Fuck. We take a look back at someone who we just don't like. We don't like, and we want to bring it to the light. So, GTD, I will let you start. You've had the least amount of FaceTime this episode. Go ahead with your nominee. All right. So my nominee this week isn't a guy that I necessarily hate, but I am mad at. Make no mistake about it. I can't. Can I? I I'm gonna. You don't write have a down clue. Who I think it is. You don't I, have gonna, a clue. I'm gonna write down <laughs> who I think it is, and you tell me. I'll put it up to the camera, and you tell me if I was. If right. if you guess this, Ian, I'll give you a good five hundred dollars. I don't think I don't think you want to do that because I'm almost positive that I have this right. I don't think you do. I don't think it's even <laughs> in your head. No, All right, go ahead. Balls. I wrote it down, so you go ahead and tell who it is, and I'll say I'll, I'll tell, let you know if I got it. His name is Oliver Luck. 
<laughs> that is who I am. Oliver, look. I wasn't I did even not expect to hear his name. <laughs> let, let me see. What, 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 what was your name there? Oh, I hate myself. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> make, make no mistake about that. I thought, I thought for sure it was going to be you after what you were talking about this morning after your bar to have this, this weekend. That's what I thought <laughs> that you were going to go off of. Gosh, I was hoping to never bring that to lie ever again you've you've already ruined that <laughs> i'm sorry we can i'll cut that out then it never happened <laughs> oh yeah i wish we should tell things work. <laughs> um but yeah it's oliver luck i'm not um, gonna lie i don't know who that guy is is that yeah, andrew luck's cat or something yeah that's exactly who it is <laughs> i really I don't that's know. his dad brother you know you know his dad I'm not gonna lie. No, I don't know Andrew Luck's father's name. I'm Mr. Luck. The I, commissioner of the XFL. He was the commissioner of the XFL. Well, anyway, Rock, who owns the XFL now? The reason I'm the reason I'm nominating Oliver Luck is at one time I loved him for what he did. I loved him for having, you know, that one night where he probably drunk too many beers or too much wine and had a baby named Andrew. <laughs> I loved him for that at one point. You're just Matt. essentially calling your favorite athlete, well, maybe second ath- favorite athlete of all time behind LeBron. You're calling him an accident. You're saying he wouldn't be here if his parents didn't get too drunk. <laughs> his mom, his so- mom had too much to drink and said, all I'm- right, but I'm not going to act like I enjoy it. I'm just going to lay there. <laughs> I'm just going off what maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just throwing this out there too. Don't fact check this or you'll be disappointed, but maybe 40% of all pregnancies are like maybe like, done during drunken states i don't know just don't just, just don't. <laughs> what <laughs> that's a made-up that's a made-up stat <laughs> oh that's definitely a pros being dude stat uh, oh yeah 69 of all statistics on the show are made up that's a fact <laughs> and if you look it up the fact check it then just quit list and go to twitter if that's what you want to yeah do. what a nerd who fact checks the podcast they listen to yeah. i wonder how many actually do fact check us sometime be like holy crap that's an interesting fact then they look it up they're like close they're just like that's just not even so close to being is hopefully we say stuff that that you really can't look up that's you know insertable hopefully that that way it's not proven wrong but yet you there's nowhere else to, to for you to say hey they, they were wrong like but anyway, that's, that's like, what did I say? What did I say that one time when I went over to to that kid's house in Grand Campus? Said, he said, you know what your problem is, Ian? You never admit that you're wrong. And I was like, well, yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you never admit that you're wrong, you're not wrong. That's just that's just the fact and of life. Famous words of Mike Anderson: deny, deny, deny. Like, <laughs> is he the one that came up with that? Is that that's real? Well, we're going to say he came up with it. It's okay. another pros being dude. It's another one. You'll never be able to prove it. <laughs> but, uh, it yeah. Works. So now he's, he is uh, my nominee this week, Mr. Oliver Luck, because he had Andrew. And if anyone does not remember, let me just enlighten you. The Andrew Luck was the saving grace of this Colts franchise at one time. Was the absolute, was the next Peyton Manning, if you will, called by the experts and and so forth. And here we are. I'm looking back at a week where I watched Philip Rivers once again just upset me <laughs> so bad. And I've watched Chris Ballard. Literally build a roster for the last four years 
that has turned into one of the best defenses in the NFL, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. One thing that Andrew never did have with with Grigson and Pagano at the helm. And here it is, all laid out in front of him, right in the midst of where he was supposed to be in his prime. Yeah. And he's sitting at the house with a baby of his own now. He he was probably drunk uh, 11, 12 months ago when that happened. So I don't think so. I don't think Andrew Luck drinks. Don't think so. I think he's like a I think he's like a high priced wine guy. I think he reads books and then like gets like real turned on. He's like this wordplay that by this author is just getting getting the my loins enraged in passion. That's like that's how he that's how he sweet talks his wife. He's like well, <laughs> he's a nerd. Let's just anyway, be honest. He is. One of the biggest nerd. And by the way, let me go back and correct you earlier when you said Maybe second behind LeBron. No, not even close. Okay. Andrew really? Favorite athlete ever. So here we are. I am mad at Oliver Luck today. And I ha- I probably will be the longer I have to watch Philip Rivers play in a coach uniform. Simply for the fact that he had a son that brightened my day so much for so many years. Just to have him stolen back by this world and he probably oliver probably sees him every weekend sees his grandbaby and enjoys him he still gets to enjoy him why can't i so yeah look screw you for teasing me with your great quarterback of a son andrew luck this is just don coming out of the closet yeah it is yeah, i mean don, congratulations we all know i'm a passionate man this is true. Don's coming out day was Armistice Day 2020. That's kind of cool. Is it weird if you do it on Veterans Day? No. Okay. Rest in, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, to the Colts' hopes and dreams <laughs> of having a franchise quarterback. That's fair. Well, let's let's kind of get it off from uh, or let's get on to a less weird train of thought. Uh, <laughs> Cheek, <laughs> cheeky chains. It's now your turn. Who is your nominee for? Uh, fuck that guy. Mine is Don's favorite uh, TV talk show host, and that would be Mr. Colin Cowherd. Uh, this man is a clown, basically. The fact this man gets paid millions of dollars to talk every day about sports is absurd. This man doesn't know anything. He knows nothing. Two weeks ago, he said, you know what? I don't think two is going to be good. He said, I just don't think two is going to be a good quarterback. I woke up this morning and I just have that feeling. And then after two has the good game against uh, the Cardinals this past week, he's like, two is going to be great. He's going to be a franchise quarterback. And this man says stuff like this all the time. I saw that today and I was sick to my stomach. This man gets paid and he's trash. He does so he knows no more than us. There's no more. Geez, you want Cowherd to die on his heel. Like, you want him to die on it. You'd rather see him literally wave, not wave yeah. the white flag. Like He flip-flops like no other. Yeah, and tell he, him. He's useless. Tell him, Cheek, if you're wrong, so if you're wrong, I respect you, but you're never wrong unless you admit you're wrong. So, you got to die on the hill. That's like, hey, I die on the Nick Foles hill all the time. I'll die on that hill Buddy, every think, single day. I think you've and been dead on that hill that for a while. And I think every time I walk down that hill, I beat you with that stick one more time. Just keep yeah, you with Here's stick. one. I'll beat you with this stick. Nick Foles has Super Bowl ring and Super Bowl MVP. Does Nick, does Andrew Luck? 
No, that's why I'm mad. That's why I'm mad. Sheik, let me ask you a question. Would you rather have? Would you? Would you rather have Cowherd or Skip Bayless? Ooh. You got to bring one on to be on on part of the Wolfpack with us. Who do you bring on? Well, my answer varies if if that's the case. If like, that's kind of two questions. Oh, okay. No, so you have to listen to one, and he's more entertaining to listen to. Yep. Okay, so who do you bring on as part of the Wolfpack now? Was that was that the answer to his question or my question? Both. Give me Ooh. give me skip. I, all right, so mine I think of I'm always wanting to listen to Colin. Like that's just I love listening to Colin. He does he say some dumb things? Yeah. Whatever. But if I have to have someone on this podcast to talk directly with me, it is Skip Bayless. Me and that man, I don't know if a fight has ever I don't know if a punch has actually ever been landed over a computer screen. Like I don't know if it's possible, but I would try my best to make it happen. I'm going to try and get that anger out of you. When basketball season rolls back around, I'm going to start trashing LeBron to the point where you're seeing red. Imagine the clicks that we would get if you did try to punch me through your computer. I mean, we would just be just ridiculously viral. Are we not? Yeah, we're getting there. We're growing, but we're not We're not ridiculously viral by any means. Uh, so my nominee this week, we touched on it a little bit already. It's Alex Cora. I hate that guy. I hate the Red Sox. I really don't like anyone in the organization. If they all died in a We Are Marshall crash, I'm not going to lie, wouldn't care. I hate every single person in that organization, especially Alex Cora. And this smug little pussy today came out and had a comment. He said, well, I think I served my time and it was too much if you ask me. What do you mean? You had a one-year vacation, you <laughs> cocksucker. Like, you're the worst. Go, seriously, Alex Cora, go die. I hate that guy. So he is my nominee. See you later. So thank you for that one. Uh, that, that's all we got on, on Fuck That Guy. Um, let's move on. Let's talk to a little bit uh, – College football is going to be kind of weird this week, right? So I'm not going to dive too much into it because we got a uh, we got a whole college football podcast called Leather Weather, which will be recorded tonight uh, and then released on Friday. Uh, but we got to touch on how many games have been canceled. Like alone, Ohio State, Maryland canceled, Georgia, Missouri, Bama, LSU, um, a couple more games in the SEC, like this week is just going to be strange. Oh, yeah. Do you guys? Yeah. I think the NCAA is actually starting to figure out how bad college football sucks too. <laughs> that they're just like, keep this off the airways. Yeah. They're like, please, let's just cancel these ball games. I really think like, I don't know what this means for the rest of the season. If we're being honest, like the big, tw- or the big 10 already has like Wisconsin, presumably the second best team in the whole conference. They're not going to be able to play in the Big Ten Championship, it doesn't seem. Uh, Then you have Ohio State-Maryland, who Maryland, probably the third best team in the conference right now. They're not able to play. Like, I don't know what this means for college football. I I think that it's in real bad shape. And what's what's stupid is they didn't account for this. Like, they didn't build in any weeks like the sec to their credit did they have bye weeks and they gave a two-week gap in between the end of the regular season to the conference championship that way you can kind of be prepared for something like this the big 10 didn't 
Yeah, they said that the teams that aren't in the SEC title game are going to be able to play in that same day. They're going to make another make up day for that for that day. Yeah. But yeah, there's there's like no SEC games that are going to be played. I think UK and Vandy's in jeopardy of getting canceled too. Yeah. Oh like, man, I'd love for that to get canceled. <laughs> I really think. Well, that's actually like that's a game that UK should win. So. Oh. Uh, are you sure? Probably the only schedule. UK will probably win that game by 25-ish points, yeah. By the way, I know, I know we mentioned the other day that we broke the story about Terry Wilson wanting to quit. I guess he never did now officially. but No, he did. He did quit. They just talked him out of it. Yeah, that well, that's what I was going to say. For my nominee on the segment a while ago, I about made it whoever talked Terry Wilson into staying on the football team. <laughs> That's good one. I like that. It was never officially out that he just he was going to leave, but that's just well, this is what we heard. It was official. Our sources don't lie to us. He did say the, there was a disclaimer that it was a potential for them to talk him out of it. Which I mean, given the fact that he has another year of eligibility, like okay, so this is the one thing we'll talk about about college football, and then we'll move on. If you're Terry Wilson, what's the alternative? Where are you going to go? You go get a good college education and you go in the workforce like everyone else. I was going to say, because you're not going to the league. (laughs) I think the only thing – this is going to sound like I'm like, oh, he can't play. Like he can't play uh, quarterback in the league. It's like kind of that classic thing like they did it with Lamar. They Some people said it about Kyler that he would have to be a freaking slot receiver. How crazy is that? Yeah, but like, the di- big difference there was one was a – was Kyler a Heisman too? Was that two? Yeah, Heis- they right, both two, won two Heisman. Two of them were Heismans. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I do. I think if he goes to the league, he has to make the transition to receiver. That's the only way that he has any success in the league. <clears throat> I don't think that's that hot of a take either. I don't. I think it's a hot take because it can't even happen. Yeah, you don't think you could get there as a receiver? I don't, I don't no. think this man can play. This man can if, hardly play in college. I mean, honestly, like I don't want to sound quarterback. Like, like I know this man. It, well, if he was that good of a receiver, Ian, he would be playing receiver. Jules was a Jules was a quarterback in college. Yeah, but he also played what D two ball, and he was. Pro- they were probably desperate for this man to play. No, quarterback he played ball. a. Kent State, Maction, baby. Oh, man. I see Terry as a water shaver. He'd fumble it all the time. That actually is pretty common. Um, who else did it? There was a dude who played like, for the Bengals. Well, Ryan Tannehill went from receiver to quarterback. Yeah. That's yeah, honestly that's the most odd thing to ever happen. And this man's yeah. started – like, he was a – like, what number draft pick was he? 17 or – was he He's 17? Like, he was top 10. I it's thought he was ten. top ten. I think he went seven overall. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So. That's that's honestly incredible to think about. I mean, that just comes to show. Like sometimes high school high school coaches really don't know what they're doing. Sometimes, like, look, you got this guy who now is an MVP conversation as a quarterback, and you had him playing wide receiver on your little scrub ass high school team. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. What do you think his head coach is saying now? He's like, yeah, I used to coach. I used to coach Ryan Tannehill. They're like, oh, I bet he has all the passing records. And they're like, uh, no, <laughs> receiving. <laughs> that, that really sucks. Yeah, but like the first – how many years did he play receiver actually? At He was at uh, A&M. Yeah, that's what I thought. A&M. Did he play with Johnny Manziel? Think so. Say it again. I didn't hear you. What'd you say? Did, did this man play with Johnny Manziel? 
Tannehill, yeah, he sat behind him for a year. I'm talking like let me let me see when uh let's see, Ryan Tannehill. What year is his draft uh draft class? I wanna say two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, fourteen, I thought. And Manziel's was thirteen or fourteen? Thirteen, I think. So actually, no, we were wrong. Tannehill was two thousand twelve draft class. Okay. okay. So Tannehill so, was before Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. And he only played he actually listen to this. This is weird. Freshman year receiver. Sophomore year quarterback. Junior year back to receiver. They have him listed. That's no way that's right. And then senior year quarterback. That's odd. Well, that's odd. Yeah, that's odd. That's at Texas A and M. Yeah, I think they've got that listing wrong. I think they've meant I, to. I they think they got the not. sophomore, junior year mixed up. They may not, because Kevin Sumlin was a fucking retard. <laughs> I mean, that's just fact of the matter. Well, the one thing now we can finally rotate and uh, or transition, excuse me, into what we're most passionate about, and that is the NFL. It's... And the best place to watch all the NFL games, it's the one and the only. Townsend Bar and Grill. Don, what is your favorite part about Sundays? Spending 360 bucks at Townsend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was dirty. <laughs> I, I was trying to get around that, actually. I was trying to give a good answer around that. But Watch. that's actually that's that's the perfect answer, though, because that is how good of a time that Townsend is. Even even if you don't have it to spend, you get so lost in the good time that you're having, it it comes right out of you. We had just a blast this past Sunday, and I don't get to see these guys all the time. Obviously, I'm the the supplant up here in Northern Kentucky. All my boys are in Pikeville, but man, they came up, and we just had an absolutely wild time. But you can get that wild time every single Sunday. You come and join us at the Townsend Bar and Grill. We have all we got red zone going, so you can keep up with your fantasy team. Me and Pat are there. We'll help you with the DraftKings. Dude, he won two grand on Sunday yeah. from DraftKings. He did. He won two grand. My man, he, he's been in the running for um for a million dollars for a almost every week uh and been the million dollar winner for 20 minutes one time usually it's like two or three minutes just because that's how crazy competitive it is but yeah make sure you guys come out come up to town's end uh we got trivia on thursdays we got live music on friday and saturday and then we got just the beauty that is church service on sunday so next time i see him i'm gonna have to tell him if he's uh, doing so good with DraftKings, he could at least give me 10 percent off (laughs) Uh, it happens. It happens to the best of us. No, it was. It was a lot of fun. Not, honestly, it was a great turnout. We uh, Wolfpack was responsible for it. I think everyone that was up there on Sunday. So that was great. I love that. A lot of it had to do with the fact that the Bengals were on by, but it's just how she goes. It was a really good time. Um, but, no, make sure you come out and see us. Uh, that's, that's again, at the Townsend Barn Grill located at the corner of Oak Brook Road and Pleasant Valley. Townsend Barn Grill were the good times. They're all the time. All right, so now we jump into it. Let's break down this Masters, right? First time that the Masters is going to be played in the fall. Usually it's the first first uh, major of the first year. major of the yeah. year. So it's going to be kind of an interesting dynamic. One thing that I think is going to be kind of interesting to look at too, uh, first time that it's going to be played uh, with 93 players and 
you have two and a half less hours of daylight. So that's going to be kind of how's that going to work out? Are they going to have to rush things through? What's that going to do to the pace of play? Well, they're not going to rush these guys through anything. Yeah. There, there is no way. They're going to play at their own pace. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't think it'll be over on Sunday. I mean, because we're talking one little rain delay yeah. with this short of time, and it's just going to, you know, it's going to run over. Yeah. Um, and then also the big if that you never have to worry about in April down there is it's possible this hurricane, the next hurricane coming up could clip. It's true. You know, it's Saturday true. or Sunday. Yeah. Um, so there are a lot of different variables come in. Yeah, they are expecting some rain later in the week right now. So uh, Jordan Spieth is on record saying that the greens are a little bit firmer than they usually are. But, but look for that to change because with the rain coming in, it's going to get real soggy down there. You're going to be yep. throwing lawn darts uh, essentially. So I think that's going to change the way these guys attack this course. I agree. And he's uh, you know, saying it's going to be a little bit firmer, but here's the thing a lot of people don't come in. Okay, so we're basically going into winter. Before we're coming out of winter, these greens are going to be thicker than what they're used to playing because they got the, all the. I, I really think it's going to be record high scores. Yeah, I really do. Uh, he said, "Speed says they're firm, but what's that compared to?" Yeah, that's know, rocks. Yeah. <laughs> rocks that's compared to normal. Yeah, I, I do. I think the rain later in the week is going to really soften things up, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see a, a, a course record shot. I think it's going to really open the door for. I hate this guy, but Bryson DeChambeau, yep. he's super aggressive. I think there's opportunities for him. You look at 15, where he's going to be able to just attack the pin rather than having to lay up. So I don't know. I think that's going to be very interesting. Some of these guys who are are more aggressive usually don't fare well at, at Augusta, but now with it playing a little bit softer, I think that could help them. Sure, they're not gonna get yeah. that long, long roll out of the fairway. Of course, there isn't really a whole lot of rough there. It's, yeah. As it goes into pine needles. And you know, you look at people that, well, first of all, I think Augusta favors left-handers. That's I fair. mean, think about it, Bubba's one, two. Yep. Mickelson's one, three. And then, uh, remember the old uh, Canadian lefty, Mike Weir? Mike Weir. He won one as well. So. Right there, there's six left-handers, yeah. six left-handed victors in the past 30 years. Uh, you know, my public school math can't figure it out, but you figure that into how many golfers there are, it favors it. And I know it favors it because a cut shot is easier to control than if you hook the ball. Like, for instance, 15. You know, the dog leg, uh, little slight dog leg downhill, the par five. Yeah. Nice slow fade, yeah. easy to control. Where if you try to turn it over, you're in trouble. That is kind of crazy. So off the top of my head, six out of 30, that equals a fifth. Well, a fifth is equal to 20%. So in the past 30 years, 20% of the Augusta winners have all been lefties. Well, lefties make up less than 5% of all golfers on tour. Like there that is, that's a pretty significant yep. stat right there. That's really something to pay attention to. Um, another thing that like we kind of need to, to touch on since we haven't yet, you know, it was 19 months ago now, but Tiger is still our reigning champ. Do you look for him to make another play uh, at, a, at a repeat green jacket, or do you think that he's uh, he's done? Well, I'm a Mickelson fan, so you hope I'm, he's I'm, done. I'm always going to be against Tiger. You know? That's fair. That's you know, fair. Uh, I think he has a left in the tank. He's only played 10 times this year. Uh, he's missed two cuts, which, you know, that's not the absolute end of the world. Yeah, yeah I mean, Tiger's always got to be mentioned. He's always, it's just like Mickelson. You know, as I was 
working for my case for Phil, there's always a case for Tiger. I don't care how old they are. I don't like Jack Nicholson. They play well there. You know, I don't have the detailed stats uh, for Tiger, but obviously he's won five times. Uh, he's the defending champion. Um, he's 70% of the time he's in the top 10. Nicholson, 60% of the time he's in the top 10. Three wins. Nicholson's played in 92 was his first, so roughly 30, 35% of the time he's in the top five. That's that's really, really and impressive. In the past five years, um, he's missed one cut. Last year he was top 20 last year. Top too. 20 last year, yeah. And that was actually, that was actually during a kind of a down year for the lefty. Right. Like Phil didn't perform up to his standard last year, admittedly so. Right. So to see him have that success at Augusta kind of goes back into what you were saying. It does favor the lefties. Yep. It does, and with him, it's always Bills. His well, well, he's coming off confidence too. He just won again at the seniors, so I mean, he's two for two there. But when you can hit the ball 350 off the tee, it's kind of not fair playing oh, yeah. against the old guys. So it'll all be. I mean, really, with both of them, keep the ball in the fairway. It goes back to before you said one of the favorites, Shambo. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a beast. Um, He's, I've read some articles this week where he's talking about he can drive three, which I don't ever remember seeing number three driven. Um, one, he said he can get within 40 yards of it. That's insane. You know? Like, it, the length that he's showing is, like, almost John Daly-esque, but, like, he's much better than John Daly ever was as right. far as a well-rounded golfer. Like, Daly was known for just uh -huh. being long off the tee. Bryson really doesn't have a weakness. He's long nope. off the tee, his approach is nice, and his putting is up there with the best of them on tour. Right, and he takes golf, looks at golf through a different pair of lenses than anybody else does. Yeah, he's you a know, nerd about it, exactly. honestly, he's a nerd. Not many golfers, no. especially PGA golfers, look at it from an analytical point of view, Yeah, where it's all down to numbers, blah, 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 blah. And you can see that in his clubs, all of his clubs are the same length. You know, I don't know. He hasn't broke through on the major yet, but this this could be it. But I've got the sleeper who I think is the best player not to win a major yet, and that's uh, Patrick Cantlay. I like it. That is a sleeper. That is a deep sleeper. And of course, we always got to do. We always got to go with uh, JT Jr. from the Ville. That'd be Louisville. It's another very good. Not pick. Louisville, Louisville. But yeah, Justin Thomas, he's playing well. He's number three in the world. Um, he's, I love him, he's such a competitor. You know, you remember uh, the uh, Ryder Cup a couple years ago, everybody was getting their brains beat in. And the little one was just on him, on him, on yep. him. He was fired up. I, I like his spirit, I like his spunk. And uh, he's a hothead, so he plays with raw emotion. And you know this, course could just suiting like like the way it is now but don't count out Bubba Watson yeah. I think we can bet definitely count out Mike Weir but yeah. Bubba and Bubba's got just good Bubba's playing well he's yeah. top 20 in the world again absolutely you know that could be a that could be another guy that yeah. just comes out of nowhere we haven't won much Patrick Reed's playing well again yeah. it's gonna be a great great weekend I think you know it's uh I'm still taking time to emotionally catch it up because you look to me that's a sign of spring coming yeah not, not, a sign of not Christmas. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's crazy. That's so, crazy. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but uh, you know, uh, I, I still like to do predict 
high scoring. I just think there's going to be. I just think there's going to be much more scoring because of the seasons. Yeah. Uh, so let's kind of jump into it. Let's kind of wrap up here. Who do you have? Let, give me three. Let, let's hear who are your three predictions to win. Well, I'm going to leave Phil out there on the side because he's he's my batting hub. Okay. Because he's plus 10,000 right now. Um, my three are JT, DeChambeau, and I'm kind of got a tie. DeChambeau and Rory. Rory is, he's due. He, he is, is due. He is due. He, I mean, he's not he's 30 yet. He hasn't just turned 30. He hasn't won a major in a while, but he's yep. playing well. The only player in the field that has not missed a cut. He's 18 for 18 this year, and he's made 10 cuts. Yeah. Or excuse me, 18 for 18, he's made 10 top 10s. So, yeah, he's in the money. I, I really like Rory, and actually I have him as part of my three to win. Yep. That'll complete his career grand slam. Mm -hmm. I think one of only... 14 people to do that. I may be a little bit lowball on that. That was a rough, rough uh, estimate. I'm, I think I forgot my stat there. But yeah, Rory looking for the career uh, grand slam. I really love Brooks Kepka. He's due. He hasn't won a major in a while. Uh, he's due. I really love his game. He's well rounded. He's long off the tee. He's a very good putter. His one weakness is he's not very good out of the rough. If he gets in trouble and doesn't hit the fairway, might have some issues. But my. The guy who I really think is going to win it, and strictly because he always plays this course well. For some reason, he just finds a different level at Augusta, and that's Jordan Speed. Jordan yep. Speed just dominates yep. this course, even when he's not playing well all year. You look at 2018, he didn't perform well anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But there. Top five at Augusta. Like, that's, I, that's, that's, that's that says something. Because he hasn't, he hasn't been himself. Yeah. Um, but if he ever... He's hitting the ball well. He's just lost his confidence on the green. You know, uh, it's been, I can remember when he, when he won it five years ago. Yep. It was, um, I mean, that was the year Mickelson was second. I'm like, oh, I mean, I almost had it blocked up. I mean, they were yep. five, six shots ahead of everybody yep. else. I was like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. And he sat there and took on Phil down the stretch of the gust and won it. That's a, that's a pretty good pick. And Yeah. I, I like that one now. Let's kind of transition again. I got some gambling odds for you. I'm going to put a little bit on each one of these guys okay. just because their odds are beautiful. Uh -huh. So, one, maybe my favorite golfer right now outside of Ricky, uh, Dustin Johnson at plus 825. Oh. Again, with how soft everything's going to play, the guys who are really aggressive, really long off the tee, yep. are going to fare really well this weekend. So, I like DJ at plus 825. And I would have to interrupt, excuse me. Oh, uh, you're good. The high ball players, the guys that hit the ball further in the air, are going to carry more. The, your guys that are going to, you know, they're going to play those low draws and stuff like that. Yeah, they're not going to get that. So right. DJ, Absolutely. great, 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 uh, great pick. Well, and you touched on both of these guys. Very similar odds, and I wouldn't be surprised if either of them won it. You got Justin Thomas at plus twelve hundred and Rory at plus twelve fifty. Honestly, very similar games. They're both due. Both uh, previous uh, major champions. Uh, neither of them have won a Masters to this point, so they are due. Right. So I, I really like both of those guys as well. I spoke on uh, Brooks Kepka. He's at plus sixteen hundred. Uh, and then kind of in the same token as I brought up speed, another guy that always plays Augusta really well, the Hawaiian, Tony Finau. Everywhere else, he kind of struggles. He gets to Augusta National in Georgia, and he just turns it on. And he did not hyperextend his ankle during the par three contest like he did a couple years ago. A couple ago. years ago, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I really like him. He's at yep. plus 3,000. Tiger, reigning champ. Again, he, he's got a 
kind of a, a feel for the theatrics. Right. What what better theater than for him to win a second uh, Masters in a row? He's at plus 5,000. So all you Tiger fanboys, wear your red, wear your black pants, put plus 5,000 on him. Uh, and then I got, this is bias for sure. Uh, I got, nice. I got Ricky at plus 7,000. That's super biased. That's my oh, favorite that's golfer. I have to take Ricky at mm -hmm. plus 7,000. So I will put a little bit on all those guys. Uh, I, I didn't get to see Speed's odds, but I will definitely sprinkle some on Speed too mm -hmm. since I'll have him winning uh, straight up. Yep. And as we talked about football last week, I, I'm a DraftKings into golf too. So, and once again, it's all about your value. Value. Value, value, value. Like right now, the who I think the odds on betting favorite is Probably DeShambo. Yeah. And, um, excuse me, in yeah. uh, Grand he definitely is. Yeah, DeShambo coming into tonight when I was just looking at the odds, he was at plus 450. Four and a half to one. For, for a major, that is unheard of. Unheard that is absolutely insane. Yeah. I went to look at it. If you look at the fantasy uh, box, once again, that's $5,000 just like it is, or $50,000 like everything else. He was $11,400. Next closest was JT at 10-7. I mean, Rory is at 10-2. So the few teams I'm getting, I am completely keeping Shambo, who, like I said, is your odds-on favorite winner. He's just too expensive. He's not worth a gamble. Yeah. Betting him straight up or in fantasy golf because you're just going to deplete the rest of your team. Yeah. And if you just have the winner, you're not going to yeah. win. Absolutely. No, 100%. I agree. Yeah, I really, like, with, uh, with the... DraftKings for this, it, uh, kind of an interesting play again is Spieth because I'm sure his value is super low right now with how bad he's been playing. But he always handles Augusta like Very crazy. Well. Let's see where he's at. Spieth at 8,200, which is, I mean, that's pretty damn solid. If you look at the company he's with at 8,200. the hell is that? I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> Matthew Wolf, uh, Jason Day, Fowler, Paul Casey, Louis Oosterhusen. I didn't know that guy was still alive. <laughs> Steve Scheffler, Justin Rose, all guys that are, you know. Yeah. Who's this Fitzpatrick fellow? Pretty sure he's a is, young is that, guy. Is that Ryan Fitzpatrick's son? <laughs> I have no idea. It but could be. These are people. I mean, that's a great one. I've, I've done one. I'm going to do another one. And yeah, I think you've kind of talked me into speed. He's his average round is 70 this year. His fantasy point for round is 60, which isn't awful. Um, that's a hell of a you know if you're getting a, a DraftKings lineup together, it's a hell of a one to have. Yeah, that's going to be fun to vote for. You, you want to root for somebody that's down. Yeah. You know, um, speed has got. The game, he's just got to find it. He's lost it. I don't know if he's got something going on personal slide, because we all know that's what happened to Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if any of you guys have heard what happened to Tiger. He had kind of a little something happen to him a well, couple years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, uh, let's see. He had sex with any woman in America he wanted yeah. to while he had Usually a wife in, home. Yeah, at like the Denny's bathroom or Waffle House, right? Yeah, Waffle exactly. House. Real yeah. classy places. Like he couldn't afford a hotel room yeah. or something. Well, and, I mean, it's not like his wife was ugly, so. Right. And it's not like he's the most recognizable face in the world and he's going to have sex in a Waffle House <laughs> no. bathroom. 
Well, he deserved whatever the hell he got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, an eight iron through his back windshield of an eclipse, like that's, you deserve it. Or no, an Escalade, sorry. Or how about the, uh, his uh, DUI? Oh, yeah, well. When he had no alcohol in his system. Yeah. But he just happened to swallow about 65 painkillers. I mean, <laughs> there yeah. we go. That's somebody who I want to sponsor. Yeah, those were just good time Skittles. That's <laughs> yeah, all those exactly. were. That was it. But uh, yeah. no, that'll about wrap up uh, our Masters preview. So stay tuned with us. We'll uh, we'll we'll be coming back live at you. We'll, I'm sure we'll go live on Facebook uh, Saturday night for the wrap up, and then definitely on Sunday for the final hole, just to see where we were. Uh, give me an update on what won. Uh, also, make sure you tune in Saturday night. I'll be on Facebook Live with Big Daddy Pat. We're gonna do uh, Just Fantasy or Fantasy Eve, Eve show. Yep. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'll come and hit you with the standard fantasy leagues, PPR standard scoring, uh, give you good matchups, bad matchups, and then Pat again made money this week on yep. DraftKings. My man does nothing but make money on DraftKings. Ride with us, take our advice. We both did very well this yes, past we week. Both did very well. So ride with us. But uh, no, that was beautiful. So that that that's your uh, Masters breakdown. Ride with us. Make some more money. Hopefully, we'll tell you the winners when. Uh we are announcing that the Bengals just upset the Steelers. That's a fact. As you guys know, or we'll see here in about 15 to 20 minutes later in the show, uh, I do pick the Bengals to upset the Steelers. I will. Oh, they're primed for an upset. Absolutely. They are primed. Big Ben on COVID list. Uh-oh. I, I, I'd rather him play. Do you just want to give it to him? Yep, I'd rather him play. I'd rather him play and uh, Big Dick Joe will put him in his place. Um, all right, let's jump into this week's slate. Now, again, I'm on here with two Colts fans. This seems to be the norm where I'm just surrounded by Colts fans. I don't like that. It's because my intelligence over the years, Ian, has brought them into the uh, culture of the Colts. They have one to buy into it, you know. Yeah. Do you have, like, a vial of, like, Andrew Luck semen that you make them take a drink <laughs> out of before they can become Colts fans? Oh, man. I don't know. I wonder if that's how I became a Colts fan. No, you did it with Manning. <laughs> you did it with Manning. Someone was like, "Here, Don, drink this." You're like, "What is that?" They're like, "No, do you really? Fluff. Do you really want to know how I came into to be a Colts fan?" How? I played on my flag football team was the Colts, and and that spawned like this passionate Colts it fan. Did. It did. Oh my gosh! Ah, oh, thank I, God that didn't I happen to, to me. How old are you when you? How old are you when you play flight football? Are you like five or six or something? I never played. I didn't. Pl- I didn't start playing football until I was in sixth grade. And the first team I played on was the Steelers. We won- we did win the Super Bowl that year, but thank God I was already a Pats fan because if I became a Steelers fan, kill myself. Yeah, the Colts were the flag football team I played on. They I played for the Packers in Little League, but ever since I don't know, man. Ever since I played on that on that uh, flag football team. I started. I guess I was right at that age to where I could actually compre- start comprehending who, what team was, and whatnot. Yeah. And at the age of like seven, six or seven, I finally I was like, "Yeah, there's Peyton Manning." Blah blah blah. I played for the Colts. Here's the fandom. It spawned right in there. So I like it. So okay, honestly, that's kind of a cool discussion. Let's just keep that going before we jump into the to the weekly breakdown. Cheeky Chains, how did you become a Colts fan? Was it just because I know when I first met you, you really weren't like that big into the NFL. You were you loved it, but you didn't have a team. You were just like fantasy guy. So was it just because of uh, GTD's PP or, or what made you be a Colts fan? It was mainly due to GTD. Uh, I was always a fan of the NFL. 
and I got really big into it whenever I started playing fantasy big time. And uh, Dom was like, Cheek, try to be a Colts fan w- w- with me for this year. I think you'll like it. And the first year I was really a huge fan into it was that was Lux last year there. We went to uh, the first game, Indy versus Cincy. It was a great, great time. And I was, I was hooked. Can, can and I, I, I've, I've, loved, I've loved being a Colts fan. Can so I say you're, something? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. For those that don't know, we, we refer to Cheek as the Mush King. Right? I was going to read my mind. That's what I was getting ready to say. I was like, so that's why Luck retired? I was like, dude, and I love I, I, I love my man Cheek, but I regret every day recruiting him. For oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Dude, that is amazing. I'm not going to lie. Like, that, that just – that adds to the allure that is the Mush Man Cheek. Like Chief, that's just we've been to together. Have you only been to one? We've been to two we went to Cincinnati. We went to we, Cincinnati. Well, actually, we've been to three. We went to one in Cincinnati. We went to one versus Cincinnati Indy, and then we went to one against the Texans too. That was that was before. I'm surprised that, that you like two haven't been to a game with uh, with Duncan, especially since you play him twice a year. Go and see the Titans. I know you have. I've been to two or three with him. Yeah, I know Actually, Don has. Actually, we were talking about going to that one and was it week twelve? But yeah, this week or this no. year? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, in the next two weeks, or yeah. right at I guess from this Sunday. Yeah. I think me, me, Chan, uh, Pat, and a couple others, we're gonna go to that Steelers Bengals. Uh, Monday night game so we'll do some live shows from from the stadium we'll get uh, Chan and Pat's reaction two biggest Bengals fans that I know I mean just die hard like it, it dictates their happiness a lot like uh, I am with the Pats and and GTD and Cheeky are with uh, with the shitty Colts so uh, <laughs> uh, so that'll be a lot of fun but um no, let's let's jump into it. I mean, Thursday night, um, uh, as you guys are listening tonight, so uh, we got the Colts going to Nashville. Honestly, this is a playoff game. Let's call a spade a spade. This game essentially determines the division, right? Still a lot of time left in the year, but you can't be fighting your way back this late into the season. It's This is going to have a huge say in who ultimately wins that AFC South. So I will defer to you guys. You guys give us the – the breakdown here. We'll start with GTD. Who you got? I don't know, man. I'm I'm torn on realistically who I want to pick for this game uh, tomorrow night. Um, I, I sound like a broken record every time I talk about the Tennessee Titans about the one-dimensional offense that I believe that they run. But we have seen in recent weeks that Ryan Tannehill is picking up the slack, and they're actually starting to open that game up a little bit, and it's because they're kind of being forced to. Uh, those defenses are honing in and loading the box up on Derrick Henry, and they have no other choice but to kind of kind of open the offense up. Um, that, that Tennessee defense has not been – uh, what we thought it was advertised to be preseason. Uh, they've kind of been gashed a little bit. Jadavion Clowney's been banged up for the last couple of weeks. Adore Jackson was activated this week, but he will not play against the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday. So that's a plus for us. Um, and when I, when I talk about the Colts, it seems like one week I'm talking about how good they were on both sides of the ball and even in the special teams uh, sector. And then there's other weeks there where it seems like the defense is the only thing worth talking about. Yeah. So 
that's what I I don't you never know at this point. I never know what I'm really gonna get when I pick my Colts. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them one more time just because like you said, I and I don't necessarily believe it's a playoff game right now, but I believe it is a very, very intense regular season game. Both teams know what's at stake in this first matchup. Because like we me and Chick alluded to, week twelve you have another matchup against the same team, literally two weeks out. And the one thing that I will say the Colts have going for them in their favor, not just for this game on Thursday, but for the rest of the season, is they've only played one divisional game. Uh and we're in week we're in week ten. This is only their second divisional game. So um if they can if they can pull a few if they can pull a few strings together, string a few wins uh to end the last, you know, six, seven weeks. Especially whenever you have four of them being against, or five of them being against divisional opponents to end the year, you're looking pretty good. And I think they know that. So I think that's going to actually be their focus coming into this game and for the for the few weeks that's to come. And that's why I'm rolling my coats on this one. I like it. Cheeky change. You got any thoughts? <clears throat> well, I I think I've always said I thought these teams would would split this year. They they'd split the series. So I'm going to go with Tennessee at home this week. Uh, the Colts need this game bad, especially with their upcoming schedule. They still got to play the Packers next week, the Titans again. They got to play the Steelers down the road. It's definitely a rough going. But uh, I just don't like the Colts offense right now. Uh, the run game is something that I'm I'm sick to see, to be honest. Taylor is not near the player we thought he'd be. Uh, I mean, Jordan Wilkins got – almost double the carries that, that uh, Taylor had last week, which is something that you really hate to see. The last two uh, weeks. Yeah. yeah. And Phil Rivers, sometimes he looks okay, and sometimes he looks horrendous. He makes a lot of mistakes. I think – I just don't see the Colts winning this game on on, on the road in, in a short week. Uh, so I think the Titans will win, but I think the Colts will, will win week 12. Hey, Chick. How – how much do we underestimate the loss of Marlon Mack? Oh, it hurts. Uh, it hurt hurt way more than I would ever thought. Yeah. Yeah, I would have ne- – like, whenever it happened, I hated it for the man himself. But for the team, I was like, We're, we'll be all right, you know. Do you think Ballard considers maybe bringing him back now? I think he does. I think the way the season's played out, I think Marlon Mack has actually got, a, like, another chance that yeah. may come up. I think so, too. That's kind of interesting. I definitely feel like an idiot because when I when it when the at first the Mac injury happened, I said this is going to be a blessing in disguise for him because now Taylor, who's by far the better back, is going to get more opportunities and hasn't really done much with him. So yeah, I feel like an idiot for that. I'll wear the egg on my face, but I, I'm surprised that Cheek took the Titans. I'm going to take the Colts strictly for this reason: they're the more desperate team. It feels more like a must-win for the Colts than it does, again, for the Titans. Uh, And when you back an animal up against the wall, they're going to bite you. So I think that this is going to be one of those games where they come out swinging hard. Um, I think they realize the the gravity of their situation. Uh, So give me me the Colts. I really do. I think that Leonard's going to have a field day. Uh, on that left side of the offensive line without Luan. Like, I, I think – like, it can't be stated enough how much he meant to that offensive line. Like, a good unit, even without him, 
But like Taylor Lewan, all pro left tackle, like yeah. that hurts. That mm-hmm. hurts a lot. And I, again, I'm not going to pat myself on the back for saying that the Bears would stop Henry, but they did. Like Henry was basically useless last week against Chicago. Can Tannehill continue to play at that level and get them wins? And now you're playing for the second week in a row who now has like a, a noted blueprint of how to stop your offense. I don't know how much success the Titans are going to have. I think the Colts' defense is going to win this game for them. I'm, I'm going to take the Colts to win, and I'm leaning towards it being by a touchdown or more. Like I keep, The more I talk, I'm just like, it's a, not a good matchup for the Titans. So, uh, But let's move on. Uh, we did talk. We got kind of long-winded there, but honestly, really good discussion. I like it. Uh, this one, the records really don't indicate how closely matched these teams are. We got the Texans going to America's armpit in Cleveland. I'm I'm going to take the Browns to win, but don't be surprised if this game is within a field goal. I mean, you're probably looking at some snowy conditions now, cold front moving towards the lakes. Um, I think that bolds. That bodes a lot better for the Texans than it does the Browns, strictly because at this very point in time, I like the Texans' defense more than I like the Browns. And I like Deshaun in even bad elements than I like Baker. So I'll take the Browns to win in a very, very close game. Okay. The way you described that, I was honestly thrown for a loop. I was like, is he switching his pickup mid-sentence here? Or what? I just don't – like, I don't trust the Browns. They just have more talent, and that's that's the only reason why I'm taking it. Cheek, you go ahead because I'm still debating okay. in my, my head. Okay. Uh, I'm tell you, I think the Browns will win this game kind of ha- handily, to be honest. Uh, Baker's going to play. Uh, I think Chubb's coming back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he could he, be. Well, uh, it's supposed to be decided by Friday for sure. But if if he comes back, that's definitely a big help. Um, I just think the Browns team overall is is a lot better. Uh, Houston, the only team they've beaten this year is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They beat them twice. So I'm not big on Houston. Give me Cleveland. Give me the Texans. Mm. Give me the Texans in an offensive shootout. I, I definitely think, like, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think I, this is going to be one where you hammer the over and then take an alternate line and hammer that over. Yeah. There's going to be all kinds of points, I, even I, in bad weather. I think, uh, what's it supposed to do? Is it supposed to rain? Is that just rain for no, the No, it's just going to be very cold. And when you're on the lake like that, like even yeah. the slightest bit of moisture ends up yeah. being snow. So, well, hopefully we do get a snow game. Everyone loves a snow game. So, yeah. but. <clears throat> My gut feeling is telling me it's going to be a high offensive scoring game. And when it comes down to that, I like Deshaun and Will Fuller better than I like uh, Baker and and Landry right here. So give me give me the Texans. Give me their third win. In this okay, party. so this is, this is actually crazy. So I just corrected myself right here live on air. So I thought that it was supposed to be cold because it's the temperature here is supposed to drop like 30. 65 today it's supposed to get down to 35 uh tomorrow night up there in cleveland on sunday afternoon it is going to be 60 with a 80 percent chance of rain mm-hmm. so maybe don't take the over <laughs> yeah, I, I think is, uh, david johnson may be out for yeah. houston as well to me i don't know how much that makes a difference though yeah, like uh, yeah, like Duke will still be fine but coming in and playing for him, but 
I think it, were you talking about the rain or David Johnson? David Johnson. No, Don. No, David Johnson. Oh, I thought he was talking about the rain. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, let's move on to this one. Honestly, who cares about this game? One word answer, and then we'll keep it trucking. Washington or the Lions? Lions. I'm taking the Lions. I'll take the football team. All right, honestly, this one, we're all taking the Packers. That's yeah. really as much of a yeah. breakdown as we need there. Let's not waste our time. This one, honestly, I really – we don't really have any Eagles fans that listen, and we have one Giants fan. I, the only reason that I kind of want to talk about this is I'm taking the Giants to win. I think the Giants win this game outright, and the Giants are going to end up winning that division. I'm going to say it. Mark it down right now. Armistice Day 2020. <laughs> Shank says the Giants win the NFC East because that puts them in first. They win that game, they're in first place. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, well, who is uh the Eagles are in first right now, right? Yeah, yeah. At three, four, and one. Yeah. Give me the Eagles, man. Like, and here's the reason: they're finally back to where that offense they thought was going to be. Like, they're missing Zach Ertz still. And Deshaun Jackson's out, but Alshon Jeffrey has a chance to come back this week. Miles Sanders is back, and I cannot state how big of an importance he is to the offense. And also Dallas Goddard's back. Yes, and we have seen Goddard step up in the absence of Ertz before, and I don't think it changes. I don't think, you know, I think he does the exact same thing with Ertz out. So I think the Eagles are looking a lot better offensively. We've seen that D, you know, they've they've struggled at times. They've been good at times. Who knows what you're going to get, but when you're playing a lackluster New York Giants offense, I think you have a pretty good shot at, at having a good performance. So give me the Eagles in this one to stay in front of that uh, NFC East division. Yeah, I'm also taking Philly. Uh, these teams have already played, and it was an ugly, ugly Thursday night game. But uh... – I expect it to be kind of the same, but I think the Eagles will win by a little bit more this time. Yeah, that was the day that that was the day that they were winning by 13 with four minutes left, and Cheek and Zach both said, yeah. "Oh, you already won this bet, Ian. What are you even worried about?" Yeah. And not two seconds after they said that, they the Eagles score. Then Daniel Jones fumbles. The Eagles get the ball back. They score again, and they end up losing a game. I still beat the spread, but I lost my money line and my under bet. Like, that just was awful. I was not happy. pretty bad. I was not happy. Um, I don't know how much of a breakdown this one needs, really, except one team who you thought should have looked really good looked bad, and one team that you don't really know what to expect. So you got the Bucks going to Carolina now without CMC again. Okay, so Matt Barry had a tweet today. CMC is looking to get a second opinion on his shoulder injury. Well, you don't usually go and get a second opinion if the first opinion was anything good. So mm-hmm. that kind of is scary if you're a Panthers fan. Mm-hmm. And at 3-6 – and six, why even worry about playing them? Your playoff chances are really gone. Why not just tank the rest of the season, get a top five pick, and move to next year? So as bad as the Bucks looked, I think they win this game huge. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more, honestly. And and But my, mine's a little different. My reasoning is because how many times have we seen Tom Brady have an absolutely terrible game and come back and play terrible the next week? 
Yeah, it doesn't happen often. You don't. Know, so. He normally comes back with a vengeance and absolutely puts up numbers that you've hardly ever seen before. So, and with the talent that that Bucks offense has, I think it's very easily done this week against the Carolina Panthers. Now, don't get me wrong. I said last week when I took the Panthers plus 11 and a half against the Chiefs, that was crazy. I mean, I was ready to put the mortgage on that. I knew that was happening. I think the Panthers are actually better than their record indicates. Mm -hmm. But, again, I think that when Tom Brady throws three picks the week before and they get blown out by the New Orleans Saints, he's pissed off and he's ready to get back in the win column in a big way, and that's why I'm taking the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think this one gets ugly. Yeah. We got cheeky. I think this is a classic get-right game for the Bucks. honestly. I think uh, they'll come out and they'll, they'll be firing all, on all cylinders. I look for a, I look for AB a, a, to have a big game, honestly. Um, so, yeah, give me the Bucks to win this one pretty handily. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what to expect from this next one, honestly, because yeah, you got the Broncos. You got the Broncos – who really have been the most inconsistent team in the league. One week, they look like a surefire playoff team, and the next, they look like they're going to be fighting for the number one overall pick. So I don't know what to expect. And kind of the same thing with the Raiders, even though the Raiders' only losses have come to playoff teams. Like, they've looked good. Well, they did lose to the Pats, so I guess they're not actually a playoff team. But the Pats are probably the worst or the best three-win team in the league. That's for sure. Um I really don't know what to expect. I'll, I'll take the Raiders strictly because they're at home. And when I say that's the only reason, I mean that is the only reason I'm taking the Raiders. And I'm going to take them just for a couple reasons. And they all have to do with Derek Carr. Derek Carr is, what, 18-2 and two touchdown interception ratio this year. Like, when you got a 9.0 ratio – you're playing good ball. You're playing good yeah. football. Yeah. Um, right. And the next thing is he has yet to throw an interception with a clean pocket. One of two quarterbacks to only not throw an interception in a clean wow. pocket. So, honestly, those two stats, they kind of was a little eye-opening to me today. So, yeah, for those two stats I've seen today, that's why I'm taking the Raiders. I will say, not to cut you off cheap because I know you're getting ready to talk, but I will say, like, a Vic Fangio defense is going to be a little bit of a bigger test than I think he's seen to this point. Like, obviously, you play a Bill Belichick defense, it's going to be a, a rough test. But he played pretty well against them. But I'm I'm like a noted Fangio stan, so I, I think that has to do with that. But I don't know. Uh, I, I think it'll be a good game. Maybe one of the sneakier good – this 4 o'clock slate, the, the 1 o'clock slate is okay. It's just meh. The 4 o'clock slate is – spectacular this week mm-hmm. absolutely spectacular <laughs> go ahead cheeky sorry yeah uh I'll, i'm gonna take vegas too in this uh mainly because i think they have a lot more to play for obviously they're sitting at five and three right now and uh kind of kind of like what, what don said i think we need to give john gruden some credit for sticking with the, with uh Derek carr because this man was getting trashed all last year saying he wasn't the man he needs to be got rid of. And he stuck with him, and he's come out and played well this year. I don't know if Vegas will end up making the playoffs, but they're definitely right on the doorstep, and I could see them playing in maybe. I think they got a talented roster down there. Oh, yeah. I mean, moving to 6-3 and three would be huge for them. And conversely, you know, the Broncos, you're now at 4-5. and five. You, win the, you win this week, and now you're playing for everything. And that's with a ton of injuries on defense, 
a ton of injuries on offense to start the year. So, I mean, honestly, both of these teams are kind of overperforming given the circumstance. So, a, a sneaky good game. Um, this one, again, another kind of sneaky good game. You got the Chargers going to Miami, battle of the two rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know what to expect in this one. Uh Historically, Belichick is very good against rookie quarterbacks. I think that that'll follow suit with Flores. I think that he's going to confuse him uh, and him being Herbert. But um, Herbert is a different breed. He's a different animal. And uh, I'm not saying that the Dolphins are fake good because they've beaten some really good teams. But I'm going to take the Chargers in this one because I think that this is a huge look-ahead spot for the Dolphins. So I'm going to take the Chargers strictly because I think Herbert's the truth. Yeah, and I've preached it all year long. I love Herbert. Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite rookie quarterback in the class. And this game, I think, is going to be my favorite game on the slate this week. Mm. You get to watch Herbert and Tua absolutely battle it out. And I'm excited to see it. I have to say, and one of the reasons outside of the quarterbacks is because I've de- like last week I kind of overlooked the Dolphins when they played the Cardinals, and they gave me a good reason to not do it again. Yeah. So the Dolphins are are by no means a bad team. We've seen them beat good teams. Um, they have some talent on that roster, and the Chargers, I believe, are not a bad team. Well, I should say not a bad uh, offense. The defense is what has given up and let teams come back on them. So I do think they are better than what, what they've advertised. But I think this is going to be Electric City. And I cannot wait to see it. And I cannot wait to see which quarterback comes out on top. But I think it's going to be Justin Herbert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if this speaks volumes to how good Herbert actually is, he his team is 2-6. and six And they are only getting 2.5 points on the road going from west to east. That's kind of that speaks volumes to what Vegas thinks of Herbert. So, go ahead, Cheeky. You got any more thoughts on this one? Uh, it looks like I'm gonna lone wolf take the Dolphins here. Um, they they are at home. Uh, I do think that Herbert's gonna end up being a better quarterback of these two. Uh, he he just looks very very good. But uh, I think the Dolphins get it done this week. Uh, they're actually in the ASC playoff picture right now. They've passed up uh, the Colts. Uh, they're sitting in a playoff spot right now, and I think they they understand that, and they're going to come out and they're going to play. I'm, the Chargers are much better than what their record says, but I think the Dolphins will find a way to get it done. I did. I I really like what I saw from them last week against the Cardinals. Yeah, well, I I respect it. Speaking of the Cardinals, they host uh, the Buffalo Bills, who are looking to circle the wagons and get to eight and two. Honestly, surprise! Like people thought the Bills would be good this year. They thought they'd win the division. Most people thought they'd win the division at like nine and five, though. So for them to be seven and two, nine weeks into the season is very, very impressive. Um, I, I'll defer to you guys because I, I'm definitely going to be a lone wolf here as far as who I take. But that might be more of a homer pick than anything. So GTD, who you got? Yeah, I got the Bills in this one, and one of the biggest re- well, two reasons. We've seen how the Bills looked last week against the Seattle Seahawks, who we think is a Super Bowl contender out of the NFC. Number two reason. we, Me and you vowed to never pick the Cardinals ever again, and I went against I, that. I said I'd never bet on them, not that I wouldn't pick them. Well, I'm going as far as to say I probably won't ever pick them again. Because they, 
they have burnt me way too many times. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm staying away from them. I'm taking the Bills. Josh Allen gets it done. Uh, Bills go to eight and two. <clears throat> yeah, I'm also taking the Bills here. Uh, I think Josh Allen finally got back to form last week. He'd struggled for a few weeks, and last week he finally turned it back on. Had had a four touchdown game. Uh, I think he I think he uh, shreds the Cardinals defense this week. Uh, the Cardinals could win the game. I think it'll be relatively close. But but give me the Bills. Yeah, this Vegas says this is a pick 'em right now. Um, like literally even line. Uh, I have Arizona minus one thirty as odds, so they are a little bit of a favorite. But uh, the spread is even, so. <sighs> I'm going to take the Cardinals strictly because I need the Bills to start losing games if I think the Pats have any chance at all to win the division, which right now it's it's not likely, but the door is not all the way closed. So uh, I will hold out hope that the streak is not over and they rally back, but I need the Bills to start losing that. And I have the Cardinals in the playoffs. Like I said last episode, it's me and Rich Eisen are the only two people in America that have the Cardinals in the playoffs. So uh, give me the Cardinals to win. They get back on track. They move to six and three. Uh, this one, very, very surprising. Uh, the Seahawks coming off a big loss. Uh, the Rams have looked very pedestrian in the past couple weeks. Honestly, they come off a bye. Uh, and the week before, they get absolutely shellacked, like shellacked by the Dolphins. So the line on this one was kind of crazy. So I have the Seahawks going to L.A., as a one-and-a-half-point underdog. Yep. Actually, mm-hmm. I have it right here as a two-point underdog as it sits. Live mm-hmm. odds at two. That's crazy. We'll, we'll touch on the odds and everything in a second in a Brovada challenge, but strictly pick them. Are, are we all picking the Hawks here? Like, that's pretty safe to, to say. Yeah, I am as well. Like, I don't understand that one at all. Like, I think the Hawks are by far the better football team. Definitely the more consistent team. Uh, the only two games that they've lost have both been to playoff teams. I think that like, Bills loss is fresh on people's minds or something. I don't know. But the but the Rams are not the Bills. And yeah. They're not even similarly built. Like, they both have pretty solid defenses. But offensively, the Rams are exactly 0% like the Bills. Like, they won't test the Seahawks in anywhere near the same way that, that the Bills did. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that one's – plus, the one thing you have to realize is, like, the Bills' offense is top five. Like, they're they're very good offense still. The Rams, just not. Like, they're not. Plus, Josh Allen is much better quarterback – is a much better quarterback than, than Goff. So, yeah. I don't really understand this line much, but, you know, I, I'm not paid to. I mean, I guess technically I am, but not not really. So, uh, well, let's move on here. Let, let's move into this 49ers and Saints game. Again, record are pretty close, but based on what we've seen the past couple weeks, this game I don't think is going to be very close at all. So the injured, banged up, whatever you want to call them, 49ers go into the Superdome uh, in New Orleans. I'm going to ride with the Saints. I think they stay hot after the absolutely fisting they gave the Bucks. Like, they dismantled a team that most people had competing for the one seed in the NFC, and they just said, this team is not a good peewee team. Hey, hey. <laughs> I told you for weeks I I was wanting to see the Saints with their studded wide receiver back on the field before I made any accusations of where they stood as a team. 
What did now, Slant Boy even do in that game, though? Five for 51. Not saying he had a great stat line, even though five for 51 is not bad. That's not terrible. The, what I'm saying is him being on the field, his presence on the field creates it does that. Open, yeah, it does open things up more for him. That's, that's um, for sure. Now, granted, he don't play defense, and they held the Bucks to three points, so shout out to that New Orleans defense. That was it. very impressive, actually. And they honestly could have been shut out. They end up kicking that field goal in the third quarter, and they really had no reason to kick a field goal down almost yeah. 30 points. I think Bruce Arians knew, like Peanut Bear mentioned the other night, we're not getting shut out. Like that was his mentality. Well, there's so. something to be said. Like I, I forget who said this. I think it was something on Twitter that I don't think Bruce Arians game plans. I think he just is one of those guys. He's like, we're going to do what we're going to do on offense. I'm not going to worry about what your weaknesses are. We're going to do what we do and what we'd like to do. And you're going to have to stop it. And I think teams are figuring it out. Like I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I it's don't hard know for me was... to believe that an NFL head coach does not game plan. Based on what I saw against the Saints, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> there were exactly zero adjustments made by Bruce Arians in that game. Hey, yeah. I mean, like, he might be the Mark Stoops of the NFL, but, like, <laughs> he game plans at least. Uh, that's fair. You you taking the Saints on this one, too, against yeah, the banged-up Niners? Of yeah. course. Screw the Niners. Yeah. Like, sorry, Chris, but yeah, shouts out to Chris, six oh six conservatives. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Honestly, another sneaky good game. Like records don't indicate how close talent wise. I think these teams actually are. Uh, the Bengals, the Bengals going to Pittsburgh. Um, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I know you were. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> how many weeks you done it? I, I picked say, the Bengals uh, for three weeks in a row, yeah, and they should have won all three. The Titans. What was that, two weeks ago? Oh, God. Yeah, and they should have beat the Colts. They had a huge lead. Okay. I picked Ain't them against the Colts, and uh, they should have won that one. So, like, it's they're, they're a lot better than, than the record Ain't indicates. That's for sure. They definitely – I mean, it, like, Zach Taylor is so bad at late-game situations, but he does put together a good game plan. Like, that, it's tough to deny. Like, his game plan works. It's his – game management, clock management in the games that, like, really has them outside of a playoff position, if we're being honest. Like, you can make the argument the only game that they should have lost is that Ravens game. Everything else, they've been in control and had a lead and then blown it. Like, the Chargers, they lose on, on a late drive by Burrow that ends up not counting. Uh, they blow the lead against the Eagles. They blow a huge lead against the Colts. There's three wins right there, so you could make the case that they should be 5-2. Uh, sorry. 5-3. Um, or 5-3. I just had a stroke. I have a stroke like once an episode. That's a fact. I just sit here in my mind. My mind moves too fast for so I happen to have just a ginormous brain. And fumbles over it, so. <laughs> but yeah, I'm taking the Bengals. They they go into Pittsburgh, they get a huge, huge rivalry win. 
uh, and they give the Steelers their first loss of the season. So, GTD, you tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, I really don't want to tell you why you're wrong. I just want you to figure out why you're wrong, why you watch it on Sunday. Um, guess what? Pittsburgh has never been 8-0 until this week. They finally advanced 8-0 first time in franchise history, which means, guess what? They've never been 9-0. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to be 9-0 for the first time in franchise history come Sunday. They win, they win over the Bengals. Now, is it going to be a blowout or anything? Like I'm kind of probably acting like it will be. No. The spread on this game, I think, is six and a half, seven and a half points right through there. And I can go ahead and surprise you all. I'm not putting it on my card because I know what your, Joe Burrow can do uh, with comeback mentality and talent. Um, so, I, I'm not saying by any means it's going to be a blowout, but I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, it, it would take a long shot for them to blow one against the Bengals at home. Chief, you got here. You're gonna add anything, or are you just gonna echo what what GTD said? Break, break, I'm, I'm gonna pick the Steelers, but I won't say anything. Ben is currently on the list, correct? Yeah. yeah. If he for some reason does not play, I think the Bengals do win the game. But if that doesn't happen, I'm picking the Steelers. Uh, I do think the Bengals are a lot better in their record in the case. Obviously, and I think it'll probably be a close game, even if Ben plays because. I mean, the Steelers didn't look good last week against the reeling Cowboys. But I do think they'll get there. That was crazy. Like, I, had to see, I did lay 14 and a half, so that was probably pretty dumb. But the Cowboys are terrible. Like, you can't you can't win by 14 against a poopy Cowboys team. And it's not like they're desperate because they know their season's over. Well, hey, their quarterback was Cooper Rush. You push me all the way into the Bengals. I might put the Bengals. I'm gonna hammer them. Spread. I'm gonna sprinkle money line for sure. It's not on my card. I'm giving that out for free right now. Um, well, let's move into the Sunday night game. Best game of the week. Oh, it's close. The Ravens coming off a big win against the Colts. Go to Gillette against a, a now rebounding Pats team. Offense looked a little bit better. Defense looked rough. Uh, but this is the first time in forever that the Pats have been home underdogs by more than a field goal. I think this is the first time since like 95. Like this is this is like historic that they're uh, touchdown underdogs. So that's crazy. Um, I don't know. I didn't see anything from the Ravens against the Colts. It wowed me. I thought it was more the Colts played poorly than the Ravens played well. And the Ravens really haven't impressed me much at all this year. Their defense is very good, that's for sure. But their offense came into the season. I thought they were going to be a juggernaut. And they're like, they're okay. They have a very okay offense, which yeah. having a former MVP, it was basically unanimous. Uh, that's kind of surprising. So, uh, obviously, you look around me. You look at the shirt I'm wearing. You know who I'm picking. So, uh, let's keep it short and sweet. The Pats, stay hot. We're now at four and five. Uh, we're going to the playoffs, baby. Well, let me tell you why you're wrong, Ian. <laughs> uh, the Ravens actually did impress me against the Colts a lot, especially with what they did on defense. Uh, they were very good, especially in the second half. Like, the Colts could do nothing. Uh, and New England, you're saying they're rebounding, but they should have lost to the 0-8 Jets. They definitely should have lost the game uh, if it wasn't for Joe Flacco throwing a horrendous pick towards the end of that game. Um, 
Uh, the Pats do not look good to me. The fact that they almost lost that game was pretty disgusting. I'm all the way out on the Pats. I think Baltimore <laughs> wins this game rather big, to be honest. I don't love Baltimore's offense, but I just don't think the Pats are going to score that much. How, how wild is that? In 2020, we're sitting here saying, ah, we're not that big on the Baltimore offense. Like, that's just wild to me after what we saw last year. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. I said it coming into the season. I thought they would have two top thirty running backs, a top five quarterback, and probably a top ten receiver in Hollywood Brown. And they have none of those. <laughs> and Mark Andrews, like, look at Mark Andrews. Like, but Mark Andrews is fully like, yeah, the receivers and tight ends are more so fully dictated by the quarterback play, which hasn't been amazing at all through there. We've seen the man run more than he's probably ran for similar yards uh i say that jokingly but um it ain't that far off so it's not that big of a joke i guess <laughs> but I, i'm taking the ravens and for the simple fact is i'm kind of a cheek like the pa- patriots are banged up uh they just didn't look well the other night and the ravens got a quality win the other day even though their offense isn't looking great the defense did look very good and they just got more talent uh, so I like the talent on, on both sides of the ball better than I do for the Patriots right now. And I think the Ravens, they have a very good chance to actually start picking things up knowing they're getting toward the back end of their schedule. So give me the Ravens for that reason. I I love the fact that Gilmore is back. <laughs> Sony Michelle is working towards coming back, which really doesn't matter now that Damian Harris is playing like he has been. But – Cam looked more comfortable. Like, I think there was definitely something wrong with him in the past couple weeks. And, like, he just uh, – again, he played the Jets. That's fair. That's, uh, that's all you guys told me on on the early week uh, show. Like, yeah, it was the Jets. I get it. But I think that was, like, a get-right game. Like, they figured some things out on offense that they can build on. And defensively, you get Stephon Gilmore. Like, I don't know. You ever heard of him? He's back now. So, I think that helps. The, the biggest thing that scares me is, like, we have had some issues stopping the run. So if Duggar or Adrian Phillips don't play this week, which they were on the injury report and the Thursday practice report today, uh, or Wednesday, excuse me. So that scares me. If we can't stop the run, we're in trouble against the Ravens. It's, that's a fact. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm never going to pick against my guys. So even if I'm wrong, I'll die with them. That's fine. It is what it is. Then uh, the last game of the week, the Monday night special. You got the Vikings going to Soldier Field in Chicago to face Big Dick Nick and the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. Simple as that. I like the Bears. They've rebound. They dropped the bad one. Uh, they get back on, on the – or in the win column. Excuse me. Uh, I love it. I love the Bears this week. It, that's a little teaser for, for the card, uh, but I love the Bears this week. GTD, who you got? Yeah, I'm rolling with the hot Vikings, dude. I had them on at the beginning of the year to win that division. Not looking good to do that, but they, we, you know, when we talked to him three weeks ago about the win, who they have that win over that we, that was a nice quality win. I talked about that maybe the resurgence of their season. Yeah. Uh, Packers. Um, yeah, they, they beat the Packers. And then I said on that show, I said, could this be the resurgence or, or the turnaround of their season? And we both was like, I don't know. But honestly, it was a good question to pose because it looks like it may come to fruition here. And uh, I want to roll with them against the Bears. I think the Bears and the Titans remind me a lot of one another. 
And uh, I kind of seen, I've seen a lot of similarities from week to week, but when they played each other, it was kind of glaring to me. And um, I think the Vikings are the better team. I think they're the more talented team. It's just a matter of how does Kirk Cousins play and how does that back end secondary, can they hold up against Allen Robinson um, and that Bears wide receiver core? I'm going to say they do, and I'm going to I'm gonna take the Vikes um, to stay in the hot seat and keep it rolling. Yeah, you know, I don't know why you can't quit the Bears. The Bears are clearly not as good as they started out this year. Um, uh, their offense is pretty bad. Uh, the Vikings are playing you're, really you're well. You're pretty bad, Cheek. <laughs> uh, Dalvin <laughs> has just been the best back in the league this year, like plain and simple. Like, he's just been domin- dominant for us when he's on the field. Granted, it will be tougher to run on the Bears' defense. I, I will say that. But I do think the Vikings win the game. Uh, I'm just not in on the Bears. I do not like anything about the Bears. <laughs> uh, I like one thing, one thing in particular, Nick Foles. I love the defense, <laughs> but I like Nick Foles a lot too. Um, I don't know. I think that they're just going to be able to make Kirk Cousins win the game, and Kirk Cousins in prime time is never anything you want to see. So – those two things or those three things lead me like all the way into the Bears. And then the fact that you picked the Vikings, now I'm like 400% <laughs> in on the Bears. The Bears but, let me down with the plus six last week. Yeah, that was tough. Honestly, same. But it happens. Uh, so let's move in. Speaking of, of the Bravada Challenge, let's jump back into it. So we will jump into this week's card, GTD. I will let you start us off. Who is on your card? Again, save your locks for lock hey. it up. Can we, uh, can we let Cheek go course. first? Because uh, you don't want him to steal your lock. I just want to see. I just want to see if it's on his card first. All right. Yeah, go ahead, Cheeky. Go ahead, Cheeky Chains. Let's see if you can chain together some wins. All right. Here's my card. Uh, I got I got the Browns at minus three. I think they're going to beat Houston by more than that. I've got – I had the the Bills were plus two earlier when I looked at Bovada. So, yeah. so I'm definitely rolling with that. Um, I have I have the Dolphins at minus two and a half. I think they're going to win the game by at least field goal. And I've got the Seahawks plus one and a half. I think they'll win it outright pretty easily. Wow. I like surprise, it. I, surprise. I, I don't hate your card. I don't hate your card. Go ahead, GTD. Who you got? All right. So I'm going to start off with the last one that Cheek mentioned. Seahawks plus uh plus one and a half against the I Rams. have a, I have them at two. All right, we'll I take them at two. two. Give we'll me two. Them, we'll, I will, I'll I'll put both of you at two. Give me the Seahawks okay. plus two against the Rams, the inconsistent Rams, uh Seahawks. Russell Wilson says it all for me in that game. Uh give me the Vikings minus three versus the Bears. We just talked about this one uh as the primetime Monday night game. I think Vikings stay hot and I think the Bears are kinda gonna get cold here in the coming weeks. So give me Vikings minus three in this game. Eagles minus three and a half versus the Giants in a nice, probably a little sloppy NFC East matchup that's gonna come around here. Um but as bad as both teams' records are, they are playing for first place in that division. I think the Eagles uh, getting back healthy is going to be able to cover this spread at minus three and a half. And we have who I love and Mr. Justin Herbert. The Chargers at plus two and a half versus the Fins this week. Now, I got burnt taking the Cardinals minus three and a half against the Fins last week. 
it may happen again. Hopefully it doesn't. I got another, I got more faith. This is going to be a hot take for some of you. Got more faith in Justin Herbert than I got in Kyler. Give me the Chargers. So, if you get burnt by the Dolphins for a second week in a row, I'll log them up. Then, I was getting ready to say, do you then have to take them on your card next week? I will. I'll not even take them on the card. I'll lock them up. Don't matter what the spread is. <laughs> Money line. I like it. I like it. All right. I, I like your guys' cards. Except the fact that I don't because we're opposite in a lot of ways. Uh, first play, the first play on my card, I have the Giants at plus three and a half against Philly in the Meadowlands. They're getting three point three and a half points at home. I'll take that all day. Um, then I will lay 13 points with the Packers at home. Presumably a pretty cold, sloppy day against the Jags going from the south. Okay, What's the south known for? little nice warm temperature a lot of old people well chicken and waffles is gross anyway but that's another subject a hot take actually i do like chicken and waffles i just want to see what your reaction was uh i also (laughs) the one thing that we're alike i do have the hawks at plus two uh at the rams i think the rams aren't very good uh and hawks are probably still going to represent the nfc in the super bowl so Give me the Hawks at plus two for sure. The fact that I can get points with the Seahawks, so I think win that game outright going away is crazy. That's insane. Uh, And then my last play, this is a homer pick for sure, but it is what it is. I see the Pats at home getting a touchdown. Even if we lose this game, I don't think we lose it by a touchdown. So I'm not going to take the Pats' money line, but I am going to take the seven points in Gillette, Foxborough night in the fall, and I get seven points with the Pats. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Give me that nine times out of nine times, 900 times out of 900 times. Give me the Pats plus seven. And now, again, we're, we're getting a little bit better at these each week. Each week, we're getting just a little bit better. It is time for Lock It Up. Lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. So, GTD. Ah, nope. Pause. Cheeky Chains, you start us off with your lock. Who is your lock of the week? All right. So, the last time I was on, I got my first lock of the week correct. The Steelers minus three and a half against the Ravens. Or plus three and a half. So, I'm, I'm looking to start a streak here. And I'm going to do it by fading Ian and taking Baltimore minus seven and a half. That's what I'm taking. That's a little Baltimore, spicy. It's a little spicy, yeah, especially on the road in New England. But I just think they're by far the better team. I do not like what, I, like what I've seen from the Pats. I am taking Baltimore minus seven and a half. That bodes well for anyone who wants to hop on the bandwagon and take the Pats money line. <laughs> so thank you, Cheek. I love your lock. All right, GTD, your play. I have a feeling me and you might have similar logs. Me and you? Yeah. No chance. Okay. Well, I'm locking up the Bills plus two versus the cards this week. I'm pissed off at the cards. Bills look good. I'm hoping to God that the Bills can shoot a bird out of there. So give me the Bills plus two. Lock it up. Let's get back on the hot street, baby. <laughs> I'll give you a bird you can shoot out of the air. <laughs> Do I sound like, hold on, for all of you guys listening, do I sound like Meg the Stallion here? Ready? Ah. That was pretty good. (laughs) That was pretty good. I'll do it again. Ready? Ah. 
<laughs> hey, Ian, how big of a scope do I get on that gun whenever I shoot your bird out of there? Like, I need, is it like 8 times, 10 times, 12? Probably at least 50 times magnification. That's yeah. just, Let's be it's honest. Gonna be, it's going to be needed. I was just clarifying before before I tried uh, this. It's pretty small, but it is pretty wide. So, like, you might not need that big of a, a magnification. <laughs> the bird that flies oh, around my house is, is pretty wide. Look like a... Look like a Twinkie rolling around in the nah, air. It looks like it's flying. Looks it's like it's flying sideways, but it's flying straight. <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger sideways than it is longways. That's tough. Oh, uh, like I, looks like I chucked a Twinkie. He's <laughs> like squished it. You just put it in your hands and like, then <laughs> it just went flying. Um, no. So GTD, when you said you thought we had similar locks. We're not even close because my lock of the week, I'm fading you. Give me the Bears at plus two and a half at home against Minnesota. I love the Bears. I love the fact that they're underdogs. I love, 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 love like Justin Bieber, like baby, baby, baby. Give me the Bears at plus two and a half at home in Soldier Field. Monsters of the Midway come to play and they shut down. Huh? I think you can get them for three. If I can get them at three, I'll take them at three too. But I'll give them out at two and a half. That's how confident I am. I just, when I when I put it on my card, three. when I put it on my ticket, I had it at two and a half. But I'll I'll put it out at three too. So they're for, plus one thirty too, man. That's actually good odds with three points. Yeah, four for the show. So for the challenge purposes, I will have it at three, just because that's opposite of what you have the Vikings at. Um, so I, I do. I, I think that they are, are able to neutralize Dalvin Cook just like they did with uh, Henry last week, and they forced Cousins in prime time to beat them. There's a known fact that Kirk Cousins is not good in primetime games. Now you take away his best offensive weapon, you're able to play a little bit of man coverage on the outside and force him to beat you. I think that spells disaster. Disaster for the Vikings. So give me the bears at plus three is my lock of the week. Um, but that, that'll wrap us up guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Like I said, last episode, uh, thank you guys very much for all the support you've been giving us. We we're steadily growing still. I mean, we're almost two months into it now. Uh, and we still are seeing some pretty consistent growth. So that's a testament to you guys sharing all the stuff, uh, engaging with the socials, helping us break those algorithms. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, Check check out uh, the Twitter. Check out the Instagram for details on the shirts. Like I said, I finally have those figured out. I'm in contact with the with a t-shirt company, so I'm looking to place an order soon. Uh, finally got them to a reasonable, uh, just a reasonable company. Honestly, everyone else has been a bunch of dickheads. So uh, yeah, that that's exciting. Uh, and then the raffle for the Chad Johnson signed Bengals mini helmet. I've been promising that forever. I had to figure out how I wanted to do it. So links coming on that. Look, look to have that out by Sunday. Uh, and we will have that um, given away by Christmas time. So um, make sure you're interacting. Uh, figure out how to get entered in that. Uh, we'll give away a t-shirt to uh, help try to grow this thing. So thanks again for all the support. GTD, Cheeky Change, you got anything else to add? Nope. Alrighty, guys, that'll wrap us up. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. I wasn't born for digging deep holes. I'm not made for paving long roads. I ain't cut out to climb high line poles. 